Welcome to Carbon Podcast, episode 372. I am your host, Chris Truscott-Brown. Uh, in theory, in charge of this chaos, but really not. Joining me are... You're not my real dad. ...in whatever order they decide to introduce themselves. Uh, me? Hi, I'm Matt. Matt, I just want to tell you, the more ha- you're the more handsome of your brother. I'm talking oh, about James, you. of course. What the crap's happening with this? I'm still really confused about this. Yeah, we got. It'll talk make about sense. It like it'll make sense. Okay. It'll make sense. Probably starting on Friday. Also, also I'm Peter. Friday. I'm Emily. And I have a s'more. And I'm very happy. Do you have a s'more mm-hmm. or a s'more? S'more. Uh, you know what? I think I just say s'more. But there's an apostrophe in there. S'more. I understand. It's like yeah, just but, a you little bit differently depending on jump, whether it's got an apostrophe. But if you say don't, you don't say like don't. don't. Yes, that was yeah. Jesse's point. I just I don't know. <laughs> or it's it's, it's, just, it's just yeah. I don't know. My my reasoning it doesn't makes, add a vowel. No, my reasoning makes no sense. But I say s'more. Like I put. A I don't care what you call it. I got a s'more, and so because you're wrong. I don't care. Yeah. General. See, you said it just now, and I realized playing... he is adding an, he's adding an E. Yeah, it's like some more. I was thinking yeah. he was adding an O. It's more exact, you know, it's le- or some more, yeah. Yeah. Would you like some more? <laughs> but you didn't realize what we can call that, right? Uh, what, what would that be, Peter? Uh, all right, let's play. What pun is Peter going to say? Matt. Uh-huh. I'm Emily. What, what pun am I going to say? Oh, you know what? I don't even know. It didn't come Chris? to me immediately. I don't know. I'm just waiting, dreading. Well, if you add, if you if you're adding an e, Chris, or an o, you realize that's a vowel movement. That was worse than I thought it was going to be. But you know what? That does make it. Hey, guess what, Chris? What? Theme song. Thank you. Do you actually have a rim shot queued up to like play there? I mean, I do now. When do do you want it? Um, preferably in the past when the joke happened. No, it's too late. I didn't have it set up then. How about okay? When do you want it? Sure, right now. There you go. I don't have a job. All right, uh, (laughs) Emily. Yeah. Been a while since you've been on. Yeah. What have you been up to? uh, Some nights I've been sick. Some nights I've just been busy with other stuff or tired. Um, And this last week, uh, I was not, I was just really busy getting ready for our trip. We were gone Thursday to Sunday. Um, Throughout the uh, pancakes, we have had. Um, a Jackbox group. You're allowed to say COVID on the podcast. It's just the Let's Plays. Oh, I I know. I know. I just like pancakes. Um, So, (laughs) during uh, the year of pancakes, Mm -hmm. uh, a bunch of Joe's high school friends, my husband, Mm -hmm. um, they put together a Jackbox group, and every week on the weekend, we would play Jackbox games together. Nice. 
And at some point later in last year, someone said, hey, we should just like Airbnb a giant cabin and I'll get together like IRL, assuming that next year things are not as bad. And And things did some of the uh, actual in-person Jackbox games that don't really work online. Those are fun. We we did do some Jackbox while we were there, although most of it was hiking, ultimate frisbee. Nice. Uh, we some of them brought their kids, and uh, we played like baseball with them. We had campfires. We cooked meals together. Um, Sounds awesome. It's kind of funny because we had people coming from Boston and North Carolina and D.C. and Cleveland. So we tried to pick something that was as fair as possible for everyone travel-wise. Mm-hmm. So we ended up in just the middle of nowhere, West Virginia, nice. um, which was actually kind of nice was because it we had this. Road? It very much was um, the last like half hour of the trip out there. I was very car sick as we went through all the hi- uh, all the hills. Um, but it was very gorgeous. The like little deck off of the the place that we had had a great view of like the mountains and the sunset and all of that. Um, so yeah, we had an absolute blast, um, and it was nice to finally get to meet a lot of these people in person. So I think That's I had really literally cool. met like two of them in person, um, and we had like fifteen people there. So. It was fantastic. I can't wait for when the world is more normal and I get to meet you and Phil. Oh, hell yeah. And hang out. That will be awesome. Oh, yeah. But uh, I'm I'm going to, I don't care if all my bones break, I'm going to hug you guys to death. (laughs) Oh, for sure. (laughs) And I have so many, like, I've had a couple points in my life where I got to go meet online friends and, like, really close friends. It's always awesome to like actually grow to like love and care for somebody never having been face to face and and then actually seeing them yeah it, that's and i i feel feeling. like more and more i'm i'm just like oh these are these are not just acquaintances like these are my friends you know oh for sure and i have had over the years several online friends i still have people that are like best friends like close as a brother that mm-hmm. I've literally never actually been in the same room with. <laughs> it's just when I spend enough of my life online with these people, they're they're family now. Right. But uh Yeah. So that... Yeah, that's that's most of what's been going on with me and I've started uh uh as well. Uh which, uh, which is sorry? Jodling, uh which is just jogging and waddling. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I used to be I used to be a cross country runner, and so to me it feels like jodling comparatively. <laughs> I mean that's fair. Like when you Every... haven't been doing it for a while, so you just kind of shuffle along. Pretty much, like yeah. I'm doing walking. like intervals, and I only do it for like ten minutes right now. I mean, you do um, what you can. You I... do ten minutes. Well, like I said, intervals. I'm like forty-five like... seconds, and I'm winded. Right. Well, it depends. A minute, on what speed a minute you're running, going, but... and then thirty seconds uh, walking, and I continue doing that until i hit 10 minutes so i'm gonna build up from there but you know honestly this is uh okay this is actually a reference i was gonna make that comes from growing up in a church 
uh, there's a parable of the widow's mite where, uh, like, all these people were giving offerings at churches and, like, big bags of gold, but they're rich. And then the widow with two coins, because it's literally all of her money, it's like, that offering actually matters more. Uh, the percentage is yeah, much higher, yeah, even if the value is lower. So, in that sense, actually one of the most impressive feats was, like, a guy I knew that was, like, this was past overweight this was like morbidly obese this was like a bedridden person mm -hmm. and they were just like it was like a deep depression that got them there this was like a family friend not a close friend but at a certain sure. point they were just like nah nope not working for me and they were like all they could do was get out of bed and stand for like 30 seconds and then get back into bed but then they did it six times a day, and then all they could do was walk to the wall and then back, and they did that several times a day. And it's like those things are really, really yeah, impressive. Absolutely. It's like, if I mean, just getting like out I've... of bed fucking kills you, and you do it anyway. That's like that is huge. It's. I mean, a lot of it for gaining strength and cardiovascular endurance is literally just doing enough to get your heart rate up. Yeah. So right now, even though 10 minutes, I'm, you know, I'm pretty winded and, and I can feel my, my heart beating quite a bit. That's, that's really the goal. And yeah. in theory, it'll be nice when I can run longer and have a, a lower resting heart rate and all of that. But right now, all that I really see as a point important is one, don't injure myself. Yes. And two, uh, just get the heart rate up and just do it. Even if it's only that like 10 minutes and not all of it is running. Um, well, I actually, the, the, the reason I got back into it is, you know, with my condition, the doctors have said, oh, you shouldn't do anything high impact, no running, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But I actually talked to, um, one of, one of my friends who was actually on that West Virginia trip. He does rehabilitation specifically for runners. Like if they've had an in injury, they've already gone through physical therapy and they want to get back into running, but they need like kind of special coaching for that. That's what he does. Oh. Um, and I was talking to him. I was like, hey, you're a physical therapist. You know, what recommendations do you have, you know, for someone who, who's very hypermobile? And the more we talked about it, the more he's like, you know, I really think you probably could do some running. Now, he said, you know, I don't recommend you going out and trying to do, like, crazy race running or anything like that. <laughs> don't do but, a 5K you know, marathon. Right. But he's like intervals and you don't even have to you know when you're running you don't have to be going 100 percent. just you know jog along and then walk a little and you know just do a little bit it should be really easy starting out and you know then you just very gradually add to it so hmm. so that's what i'm doing that's so far awesome. i haven't broken anything so <laughs> <laughs> always a plus right if you can take really any advice. bit of advice out of this podcast my advice is don't break things it's yeah, bad for yeah. you. It's Choose not life. fun. <laughs> unless, unless it's something that is supposed to be broken, like a pinata. Well, I meant on your person, but thank you for that contribution, Matt. Break that your was... personal records. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All of uh, yes. So, was there were there any other high points or notable things in your country roads trip? No, I don't think so. On the way back, I just drugged myself so I wouldn't get car sick in the hills. That's it worked fair. great. 
if it I didn't like it didn't completely wipe me out but I was just like wow this is actually enjoyable now I can like look around and enjoy the scenery and not feel like oh my god I'm gonna hurl yeah <laughs> car sickness is the worst it really is I'm somebody that can watch a movie or read a book while in a car which is supposed to be most of like, the time the I can hardest thing but uh yeah Something about those hills on that way out, though. Like, it got me that time. the car trip is. Oh, I can even read a book while driving. I don't recommend it, but I could. (laughs) Take that crap to the steering wheel there. Okay, so... No, then you turn your book too much. A second thing you should take away from this podcast, do not read while driving. (laughs) Like, if you're on a long car trip, most of it is straight stretches, Chris. I don't know how much turning of the steering wheel you are, like, it's in the olden days, like... Back right, just, steering wheels were well, like, I drive in BC where know. it's actually uh, yeah, turns, uh, unlike yeah, Albertans, and... which are like, wait, a turn? How do I? How do I do right. this? I've never encountered this Chris, before. Chris, I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. Even even on those turn like turny roads, unless it's a hairpin turn, you will not be turning your book upside down. You're gonna be tilting your head slightly to the left or the right while you're reading your book. I mean, like, okay. But you I, won't be reading not, your book because you're, you're overthinking driving. this. I'm making a joke. <laughs> I'm never going to try reading a book taped to the steering wheel. That won't work ever. The odds? No. The odds are Correct. zero, man. You have a hard time. You have a hard enough time absorbing like some of the stuff you're listening to, even when you're driving. Yes. Imagine trying to absorb text, like long, complicated text. I mean, half the time uh, I look at a sign, I'm like, did that say left? Yeah. Oh, honestly, like, you know, I'm one of these it's people... like the rumble strips in for, is to keep you on the road. <laughs> right. No, to let you know to stop drivers. for a few paragraphs. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, I think I rumbled a second back there, and you realize you're just driving through a field, and you're like, ah, oh, crap. <laughs> Happened again. Yeah. I'm one of these people who's, like, distractible enough that, like, sometimes my eyes will still be scanning, and I have to go back and, and read you know, a paragraph again or a page again. And I feel like if you add extra distraction of, like, driving, (laughs) I would retain nothing. (laughs) See, I had somebody at work comment the other day on my, like, this is my ADD being used as a superpower instead of as a debilitating thing. Uh, Somebody commented on my multitasking and that's like I will usually be listening to easily like my default state in life is at least paying attention to two maybe three non-distracting things at a time but I will like read a book and hear a conversation and follow both I actually quite regularly listen to a podcast and read a book at the same time and follow both things I just See, for I, me I, I my ADD is kind of the opposite if I have two things going I'm not able to fully pay attention to either. Like it's it's like half-assing two things for me. Yeah, my coworker get a Ron Swanson. Never half-ass two things. Whole ass one. Whole ass one thing. That's right. (laughs) But I actually somebody mentioned it, and so I don't know if you guys have ever tried it. We actually tried it a while ago. I don't think on the podcast, but just as a group in in this living room, Um, way back in the day when people could visit. Wasn't that a fun time? Uh, uh, there's there's an app called uh, the Speech Jammer. Have you heard of that? Chris really loves this. I think I've heard of that one. I feel it's, like this is like the eighth time we've talked about it. It's uh, 
Well, it's my superpower. It's my one superpower. Uh, yeah. Basically, I'll tell you, it's you have to have headphones plugged into a smartphone, but you get this app, you have the headphones plugged in, and you speak into the microphone of the phone. It plays back your voice to you with like a oh. half second delay. Oh. And it screws oh, people up. That. People start yeah. talking and they're just like, bleh, bleh, like they're just tripping over their words. Yep. I'm immune to it. I can speech jammer. My, I can have a fully coherent it takes, monologue. I've had that happen with like just feedback through Discord, like people who yeah. have it coming through speakers or something. I can eventually kind of move past it, but for a few minutes, I'm just like, same problem for me. I'm just I stumbling can, over myself. This person needs to stop. Matt, like eventually, I can kind of tune it out and just be like, "Nope, I'm yeah. just going to think about what I'm saying and not think about what I'm hearing." Matt had the best point uh, when we first tried this. He pointed out that I'm so good at interrupting, I can successfully interrupt myself. <laughs> 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 that's funny i don't remember saying that but i like it yeah i will take i'll take credit for that yay previous me yeah. <laughs> Ask Matt for the win yeah speaking of winning matt how have things been matt. uh how have things been going recently um well as as i mentioned on podcast several times because i was like all of a sudden i had all this free time so i could be on podcast again i'm still without work um and I have earned a whole new um, level of anger with um, what I th what you'd think would be like really up to date good um, like tech sites and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so basically, I've been like, going through LinkedIn and going through Indeed and be like, okay, where are the jobs here? Where are the jobs? LinkedIn is useless. And yeah, I I have updated that fairly well, I think. It's I don't still know. Useless. It hasn't got me a job yet. Yeah, indeed, it's though, useless. Indeed is where it's at. I actually just oh, got yeah. an email today from Indeed from a local clinic that's like, please work for us, but they want full time. So, yes, yeah, no good. I don't think that's going to work out yeah. for me. I'm, but yeah, it's. I, I just, I just hope that it. Like, okay, here's the thing though. Like three months back, like back, back when I was like, I, I quit at home hardware and I was like, okay, I need another job, and so I started looking for jobs at Kent. I think at that point, I like I punched in like, hey. I'm looking for work. And I actually got like three hits on LinkedIn. So like, I, I totally agree that it's like one of those websites that's like, we're going to be Facebook, but for jobs. And people are like, no, it's and stupid. it's not good. It's, it's like, I want, I want my social media to involve cats and possibly something like, I don't know. depends on like the person, but like sometimes like racist rhetoric or I don't know. People are weird. Um, I don't want that. I want to be able to find a job. I want someone to be like, here, um, we see that you've got some skills. Also, we realize that best that you've got so far is tech support experience. So here's the job. I don't know. Like, yeah, that's, that's, anyway, that's, that's, a that's what I want. Ideal. That's what it exactly. should be. That's not what it is. Okay. It's just another social media platform for douchebags to promote themselves on how successful they are when they're not Chris... successful. They just got born to rich parents and they they got born yeah. on third and think they hit a triple. That's what LinkedIn is. <laughs> it's a social networking right. for rich douchebags that didn't actually social networking for very confident people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Here's Here's what I want to get at, though, is I've been applying to jobs. I specifically, like, 
I've been trying to tailor more of the jobs I'm looking for to like something I think I can actually get. Beforehand, I was like, I want to find software developer position or network analyst or I don't know anything. Something you get to a certain point related. where you just no, like I, someone it, hire me, please. Right. <laughs> so so here's where I got a little more specific. I'm like, okay, well, all of these ones want like five to ten years experience right out of college. So it's like cool at an entry level position. <laughs> right. So like, yes, I'm like, okay, I want junior developer you'd think that makes sense that's something that somebody could get three years experience nope what the actual crap yeah also like, i feel like i'm ta- starting to talk loud but like i'm, I'm a little bit salty right now um, i can understand that you're yeah, valid it's, it's, it's a junior developer position and they want three years experience it's like do you count the four years that i did of my degree like <laughs> Also, unpaid internship. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's actually, that's funny. It's you need thing. Like, years experience. <laughs> most most in, like, in Canada, they actually, you, internships have to be paid. So, like, I, I don't know, like, but that's my barely. next step. Like, if I don't get anything on this one, I, like, need to go, like, can I get an internship? Like, Look, I'm, in, man. like I'm, I'm, I'm literally in my 30s. Is, is this okay? Like, I, I'm I'll, in... I'll be there on time. I'm not going to show up drunk. Like, you know, I was right. at a party last night. Like. I don't know, being the wife or like watching a lot of Netflix or whatever. Right. Um, I'll I'll be responsible. Like I can solve problems because you know I've been around a little bit longer than most of the intern. Posi- I don't know. Anyway, that's like my next step. Um, but I, I do feel a little bit better actually about like what I've been applying for because some of the like some of the jobs I'm actually getting some hits back and they're like, here, do this test, or whatever, like just for like a skills thing. And I hate I, I'm pretty sure they're automated messages because literally the last two jobs that are on my resume are truck driver slash lumberyard uh, associate and forklift operator. So I, I know that those ones are probably like automated because, you know, if they're like, oh, this guy drove a forklift, he can totally program it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still, I, I don't know. I'm just really hoping that like this, I don't know, I've kind of been putting it off a little bit because I've been trying to do some prep. Uh, but like literally this morning, I, first of all, I'm about to say a lot of jargon words here. So just bear with me. Uh, I put together like just a little project because it, they were it was, basically they're saying like, Hey, we want you to do this. And if I can remember correctly, actually, I think I still have an open here. Hang on two seconds. This is the favorite part of the podcast. Uh, am I still signed in? Yes. Okay. So they're like, here, create a simple json api or api uh which is basically pro- programming language designed uh to, or this is a program that basically says like here this programming language doesn't know how to speak to this programming language so you're going to build an interpreter um so i'm like okay that's cool mm. um what kind of what kind of stuff do i need to know how to do that okay well i know how to do java so what the hell is spring boot um and so i've been Jeez. working on that this morning um so, but that's that's basically how like computer science works. Is you mm-hmm. you you basically learn how it's like it's like if it was a if it was a, a if it was music. It's like I got two things here. Well, it's, yeah, it's like if say I go to music school and I'm I'm badass at the piano or whatever, <laughs> and now I'm starting to apply for music jobs and they're all like, we need a saxophone player. Can you play saxophone? Well, I primarily work with piano, but I know how to read music. Okay, well, you need someone with 10 years experience in that. Um, yeah. So it's, yeah, it's like... But your that, example or, or, doesn't really work player, like, because uh, a piano player and a tuba player 
will not just intuitively know saxophone. They would actually be terrible hires for a saxophone position. Right. That's a terrible going, example. Um, Chris. Right, Chris, going Chris, from Chris. piano also, or... Like, you know how to read music. Pianist? That's the, sorry, pianist, yeah. yeah. I so, know. But, okay, but yeah, still like, I don't know, there's fingers involved, pianos, fingers, I don't know. But it's... There, <laughs> fingers it's involved. Some of the, like, as long as you know how to move your fingers, you can do anything. Yeah, exactly. percussion to to wind instrument, instrument it's uh, fine. <laughs> two complicated surgeries, because fingers, am I right? Are right? Yep. I, I can make I can cut somebody open. I can't guarantee yeah. they're going to survive, but I can do it. Right, right. There's the rub, so, isn't it? Exactly. Now they can That's why you get eight years of medical, eight years of medical school, whatever. Eight Figure years. out how to do it right. Eight <laughs> years yeah, is mom. enough to let you start. There's a reason they right. call it practice. To you're start your, your surgical, I'm, yeah, start also, your I'm surgical sure residency, more, maybe. Yeah, I, legitimately, I think it, what it goes into is like, you know, it's seven years for medical school, and that's just to become a doctor. But then you have to specialize in surgery, so you spend more years in medical school to like do that, and then go through like, a residency, like, and then get yeah. hired by a practice to exactly. start. Like practice, I said, there's a reason right? it's called a practice is because and, and you, you are do that never in New done. Brunswick, you then immediately get the hell out of here. Well, science, no is, in New Brunswick. science is always changing too, you yeah, know? Yeah. Um, sure. Speaking anyway, of... Who is LaFox Francis? That's what I've been doing for the, since that, Sunday, basically. What was that, Peter? Who Why? the hell is LaFox Francis? Uh, that is... Um... Uh, trying to remember his name. One of the extra life guys. Why? Why are you? Uh... Well, because he put, literally just popped up in our channel and Discord. Oh yeah, that's um. So is he like mixing like the Hawaiian hello and regular hello? Yep. It says aloha. Hello. <laughs> anyway, uh. Sorry. Welcome to the the visual part of the podcast. Yeah. Where you can't see One what of, we're looking at. Speaking of job hunting. I think I brought this up before, but one of my favorite interviews no, no, ever. Sorry, but it's back to be a job. Uh, because I hate job hunting. I think I don't there's like job literally either. any job in the world I would rather do instead of job hunting. Job hunting is literally the worst job. Yeah, but, okay. hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Uh, there's something okay. I, I totally forgot about, but like it's totally relevant to like what I was ranting on earlier. Mm-hmm. Um. So remember how I, I think I touched on it briefly, but remember how I mentioned I'm applying to jobs on like tech sites. Yeah. Why does every single tech site think they need to reinvent the wheel? And like I've I've gotten my indie profile like spit polish, and say, like honestly, same thing like with with LinkedIn. I actually had to like make LinkedIn look more like my indie. Anyway, um, a lot of times like if you're looking for a job and they post them on these sites, it's like click here to apply. And you click there, and if it's a good one, it's like, apply with your Indie profile. Here you go. And it's like, okay, it fills in everything automatically for you because, you know, you already put that information in. Right. And Would you then... like to add a cover letter? <laughs> exactly. And, it, heck, Indie, Indeed's great. It's like, we remember the last time you wrote a cover letter. Here it is. Would you like to update it? And I'm like, yes, please. I'll just change three words here. So, like, so the last company you... I applied for, that's gone. New company, in. So and it gives like, you a a Mad Libs cover letter. Well, I, mean, that's, I, I do that part to myself, but still, it's like... That's what wrote the cover we letter, do good to go. every time. Those are the good but, ones. Um, Here's the bad ones. Yeah. Apply on our company website. Yeah, don't like it. 
I no, I I just every time that happens, I'm just like, why are you doing this to me? Because then they'll be like, upload your resume, and the really 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 crappy ones will be like, we're gonna try, we're gonna take your resume, we're gonna try and fill in the blanks here, and they do a crap job. It's like you have it's you have to go through and edit every single thing because it's like, what the hell's a space? What's a tab? And it's like you're trying to take a text document that has like so much finesse to it. I don't know. It's I don't know. Screw it. It has punctuation in it, and you're I, trying to input it into a block, like a just like a block of text or whatever on this web page. That's like I don't know how to do all that kind of crap. So we're just gonna get that out of here. I have an answer have to, like, for you, Matt. Don't you apply know to those ones. You know, no. Well, maybe, but you know what? No, I'm not that picky. You know what uh, the properly formatted smart forms are? Expensive. Big enterprises, mm-hmm. they can just buy a form, put it on. Yeah, it's like uh, it's Chris, it's like a plugin the, in their site. The uh, places that don't want to spend money, they try to invent it themselves, and they suck at it. Chris, Chris, Chris. Let's... Matt and I are going to let you in on a little secret. Matt, go ahead. So, Chris, do you know how easy it would be if they're just like, we're going to use Indeed, and you know, you don't actually have to spend a lot of money to just like be a job provider on Indeed, and they or it's already done. My point is like, I've put all this information together. I have a profile that I can literally apply for, and you know, shove a cover letter on the end of it, and it's I'm done in five minutes. But when they're like, you're filling this entire form. Oh, and you can add as much as you want. It's like they're. My point is, they're reinventing the wheel. And one of the first things that you learn when you're doing computer science is never reinvent the frigging wheel, because somebody copy has concept. already done it before. Exactly, copy paste. Like yeah, but and if, if you worry about plagiarism in that, it's like most things will have like a a little readme file where, or even just within the code itself, it'll be commented out. It'll be like, hey, so and so created this. They're real badass. They're good at what they do, and here's their credit. And um, bam, done. And, and the it's thing with with plagiarism you know what I... code is that there's a decent number of things that it's like, whether you build it yourself or copy pasta from somewhere else, you're pretty much going to have the same thing. Obviously, there are some things that yeah. are probably more unique algorithms and stuff like that, but a lot like... of it's just like... It's kind of yeah, like claiming blocks. It's claiming <laughs> plagiarism in math. It, you can't. Exactly. <laughs> math it's like, is if math. I say one plus one equals two, and someone's like, "How dare you copy me?" It's like, "No, I got the right answer. I needed to use those numbers." It's yeah, like, I can add um, more numbers in there, but then it's not as correct. It's the like, other thing I can is go one plus one minus one plus one the, equals equals two. The other thing was, um, yes, is not there. Uh, people hiring computer programmers probably are hiring them for a reason. Maybe they don't know that there's a copy-paste formula. Maybe they're thinking they have to reinvent it because they don't know how easy it is to find it. You're still missing my point. I'm applying to companies. That is their literal job. That is the product they're selling is software. And they're reinventing the wheel. Uh, As as Tom Lair said in one of his uh, songs... Uh, plagiarize, let no one's work evade your eyes, so plagiarize, 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 but remember to always call it research. <laughs> yeah. 
But Fair enough. I wanted to mention uh, before I really want to change the topic. Honestly, I wanted yeah. to mention Sorry, I'm, I'm one of today. my one of my favorite interviews when I was job hunting, and I hate job hunting. I I was applying everywhere, and then I got a uh, I got an interview with a company. They were like. It was a bullshit door-to-door sales, uh, like, it was total bullshit company. And so I got an interview because I was applying everywhere, and this was, like, a vacuum sales type thing. Uh, So when I got the interview, I looked up the company, realized it was bullshit, and I was like, I'm gonna... I'm gonna go anyway. (laughs) I'm gonna go anyway. And... This was before Jamie and I were really dating. We were. This was. The, the, this is a whole other story. There was a time where we were quasi dating, but not really. But we were good friends anyway. And so, I was like, "Fuck it, come with me." Uh, and so I went to this interview, and I got called in, and Jamie and I both stood up and we went in together, and the interviewer was immediately caught off guard and it's like um who's this oh uh this is my friend she is doing a research project on an interview process so she will be in the background taking notes i hope you don't mind uh she will just be taking notes on this interview and they jamie just sat down in the corner and started honestly uh doodling in her book because she doesn't actually care to take notes but right now this interviewer which is like some junior employee like rushed to a management position uh, and someone is taking notes now and amazing and so they clearly they had no idea on my application because i applied as i was everywhere because i was like this was younger I applied right. everywhere like, for entry level. You would buy a and, pad of paper, turn it into resumes, and watch them get shredded as soon as you need. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but I I had applied the same way I did everywhere for an entry position. And they were like, okay, like shuffling through some papers as if there was anything relevant to them on it. Um, were you interviewing for the entry level or management position? I was like, oh, management, of course. Uh <laughs> and like, oh, okay. Uh, well, yeah. And she started on her uh, pre-rehearsed speech. The whole while, like, glancing at Jamie, just scribbling in the corner, terrified out of her mind. And uh, she was just like, "Well, we were really impressed with uh, with your resume." So, uh, we, and I, I interrupted the pre pre-rehearsed speech. I was like, "One part." Oh, that's that's interesting. Uh, what what specifically impressed you? I I would like to know. And that's uh like uh uh, uh like frantically flipping through my resume trying to find something about it. I swear I clearly read this. <laughs> she uh, never read it. But it's like the entire thing. The interviewer was on the. Is, uh... No, Chris, I have the perfect response to that. You just look at the resume and say, your attention to detail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but this was probably out of every interview I've had in my life. The only one where the interviewer was like on the back foot 
totally thrown well, off guard the entire yeah. time and i was in charge of that entire interaction <laughs> uh and i just i knew i didn't want that job it was bullshit right. it's like when we went in there the whole thing was just like that office had been built like 20 minutes ago like it was it was I, all I so <laughs> sketch uh, yeah, but notice your desk is actually a door <laughs> yeah and that your ceiling <laughs> is also a door <laughs> yeah but like some like escher-esque painting or something just in there. even <laughs> near the end i see that you have not even installed toilets you've just put uh porta potties inside a separate room and that is the bathroom <laughs> yeah no i had What's, uh yeah, that's classy i, I, I had a house I had a similar, really sketchy application I can mention. This one, though, uh, I ended with, like, because clearly I was in charge that entire interview, I was just like, thank you for your time. I will consider uh, a position here uh, if I decide that it's worth it. So uh, I I will call you if I decide I'm going to explain except like basically i closed the interview with this like of course i have the job i'll let you know if call I'm, me i'll I'm, call I'm, you yeah exactly <laughs> and i left and they were just like what just happened to you this man like, this was somebody like easily 10 years my junior like i was late 20s approaching 30 at that point and this was clearly somebody barely past 21 and I feel bad for her a little bit, but not really, but I destroyed her. I mean, it made an interesting story for her, I'm sure, as well. <laughs> uh, she probably went home Proved and yourself. cried and uh, was just <laughs> like, I don't know what to do. On the road that she can look back and be like, man, I had this weird interview once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. At the time, it was probably stressful, but I'm hoping now she's looking at I... it like... That was weird. Yeah, <laughs> those those kind of jobs though, it's like they're the ones where you know that like the way that they the company works is they get you to at the end of your interview they'd be like, well, we think that you're really good, so we'd like you to try and maybe practice a little bit here or whatever. Come and answer some phones for like. I did that interview be... and I just noped out of it. I refused to answer a single phone call because it's the like, well, you want some free work out of me, huh? The client list that they gave me to interview me to try me out on this is a different application but to try me out for the job uh they were just gonna let me uh follow their pre-rehearsed script that they gave me and go through their client list and try a few calls they weren't even trying their client list was clearly photocopied pages of the phone book the white pages it's just like you didn't even like copy. You just photocopied. You didn't get like a proper phone book. They photocopied a phone book. Yes, uh, and it's that like is that cheap. is their client list. And then when the manager, uh, this was like the sketchiest thing I'd ever participated in. The manager, uh, in quotes, um, was like, "Well, I'll let you try it out for a little bit." Uh, and then left the room. I was like, well, before I actually uh, try, 
I'm just gonna like observe a couple just to see because I'm like I'm not touching that phone you're not getting free labor out of me I knew I wasn't gonna take it uh but uh when he left the room one of the other guys was so excited it's like this place is great like I was earlier today I was doing my interview and he thought I was really good at like the trial calls. He just hired me right away. I started just this morning. Like, th- isn't that awesome? How quickly I got hired? And I was like, "Oh, you like, poor oh. bastard!" Like, do right. you He's realize these are uh, fold-up tables uh, in an empty office uh, with just like these phones plugged into like unfinished jacks? Like these phone jacks didn't even have the plastic covers on them. This was like the oh bare box in the wall. And it's like, oh, you're so excited that you got hired immediately because you were so good at your trial calls. Ugh. Guess guess what you're going to see when you show up uh, on payday. Yeah, an untrained monkey. Empty, can... <laughs> you're going to show up on payday to an empty office with nothing in it. Yeah. It, it's like... And um, I had been going wanted... to the job banks, and I went to the job bank the next day. I was like, okay, take this off the wall. You don't want to send anyone there. Like, I told yeah. her about what was going on, and she's like, okay, we're, uh, we're, we're not posting <laughs> this job anymore. Anyway. Um, so I, I didn't have a particularly bad interview, yeah. but I did have one of those, like, orientations for a job. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was particularly strange uh like most of them uh to give you a reference uh it was a certain unnamed but very large corporate um cafe bakery uh sandwich and soup place mm-hmm. yep uh and they happened to have a logo that reminded you of the little mermaid uh no no, oh, it was no. Uh, not one of those. That more so on the soup and sandwich side, um, and I don't know how prevalent they may be around you guys, but yeah, I mean, uh, I'm thinking Timmy's, and I know it wasn't Timmy's. <laughs> no, no, uh, I'll tell you guys afterwards what it was. Uh, no, it's not something that America runs on. Like I said, uh, I'll tell you guys later. But um, sorry, Middle Eastern oil is no bread problem, is sorry. a big focus of this company mm-hmm. and so they show oh. you this orientation video um like most places do you know the video that says we're like family here and stuff even mm-hmm. though it's super corporate and all of that i've seen so many but of this those. one in particular they had like lots of interviews with like a lot of the founders and like people on the board and stuff and one of the things that they talked about that was supposed to make you feel like you're part of their family, I guess, was they talked about how once a year they get together, uh, and by they, you know, all the bigwigs, the founders, the board members, stuff like that, they get together and have bread and cry over bread together. Uh, What? Like, it's all the... Yeah, yeah. Like, all these, like, big people getting together probably crying and wiping their tears with all the money they're making. And it was supposed to be this, like, really emotional thing, like, we're doing, you know, we're, we're doing what our company mission is, and, it, you know, we're just all so emotional about it. But it just came off as, like, okay, so you're a bunch of 
rich dudes getting together to cry about bread? Like, I can't, like... I spilled milk, Right, yeah, and it was just one of these, like, you know, most most companies, when they have an orientation video, that's sort of a, you know, like, we're like family here. It's like, okay, yeah, whatever. But this one, I was trying so hard not to laugh. Um, long story short, the uh, I didn't work there long. Uh, I got sick once, and they fired me. Um, I also, uh, I, I actually knew another person in my town who taught piano lessons and as a, like an extra summer job, she picked up some hours at this same, uh, location. And shortly after starting, she broke her arm and went to the doctor. She had to get a cast and the doctor told her that she could not work for two weeks. So she brought the note (laughs) to her job and they immediately fired her on the spot. (laughs) Um, Oh, so, not even a doctor's note, huh? Nope, not even a doctor's note. You have to understand, I'm in Ohio, and Ohio has what is called, uh, deceivingly, a quote-unquote right-to-work law, uh, which basically is. actually means we can fire you for any reason. Like, we can be like, we don't like your shoes, you're fired. Now, obviously, uh-huh. most places aren't like that, but you do have places that are like pretty fire-happy, and they just turn over people like nothing. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right to work state means brutal. it's it's pro company anti employee. Right. Thanks. Yep, yep, Which, yep. It's one of those things. To, um, America. to be fair, like in Canada there's like a like when you're just on your like probationary period, it's like basically three months where if you do something stupid then, you know, like happen to mention how much you make to your co-workers um yeah. you can get who would be stupid enough to do something like that and, like yeah. that's and, that's employment 101 you would never do that and know. i totally understand no the first idea. 90 days of boom forklift ticket you know it's it's the same thing you know here in the states is most places have like a 90-day policy where it's like yeah. you're kind of in a probationary period you probably don't get all of the benefits and rewards you know, of being a, a regular employee, and we're more likely to fire you if you mess something up. Yeah. No. Um. Nine. But 90... there are some places that it doesn't matter how long you've been there; they're just gonna. Yeah. You know. Uh, 90... You don't work for us. We're gonna throw you out. Yeah, Ninety days American. What does that translate to to Canadian? Oh. Uh, let's see here. Probably 5. about. 8. Eleven, eleven fifty. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going by book prices. <laughs> <laughs> is is Man. that the mm. is that the most common thing you see Canadian prices along with U.S. prices is books? I I would say that's the one at least that stands out to me is like if you look at the back of a book and it's like nine dollars U.S. and then it'll say like eleven fifty oh, CA no. or something if, like that. If like, it's if it's that much U.S., it's going to be at least twelve fifty. If not yeah, more. probably. But to be fair, I'm not like analyzing all books to be able to try to calculate the exchange rate either. One thing so. that was <laughs> funny to me, uh, I remember when I was like taking a trip through the States, I had a pack of gum in my pocket and, you know, you make friends on a bus with the people sitting near you 
and sure. I grabbed a piece of gum, and I was just like, hey, do you want one? Because, like, if someone's next to you, you're you're not going to have gum without offering the, hey, do you want one? Sure. And they were – then this became the focal point of, like, the next three seats around me, like two people per seat. My gum had the name in English and then in French. And I was like, whoa, like – that's crazy. Like they were fascinated that my pack of gum had French on it along with English. It's I mean, like, have you never read the back of your shampoo bottle? Like, well, shampoo. Yeah, but are yours French and English or yours Spanish and English? Uh, I feel like shampoo is one of those things that I often see French on, like a lot of okay. like toiletries. Um, there are other things and it depends on the product. Some things have Spanish on them. I have some things where it's like, you see a lot of like Chinese and or Japanese, sometimes Korean. Uh, it really just depends on the product, where it comes from, stuff like that. The fascinating Um, thing to me is United States of America has no official language. English isn't the official language. It's just the most common one. Yeah. Yeah. We are officially yeah, I, bilingual with uh, English and French. Right. So, and on that I suppose note, technically, like, the closest thing we have to an official language absolutely is English. And unfortunately, they do not teach us early enough other languages. But, you know. Yeah. I, I, I would... I'm coming from a guy who studied language early, I'm just going to say it wasn't great. Maybe I got taught too early, just going to throw that out there. I mean, it's possible, um, but I, I do feel like it certainly does help to have at least some exposure in, mm-hmm. you know, like grade school and stuff like that. Um, yeah. You know, before you get to like eighth grade high school. Peter, yeah. uh, what Yo. other language were you taught at a young age? Matt already said a French immersion. Oh, okay. Yeah. My brother got a chance to. I knew how to count to 100 in French before I knew how to count to 100 in English. Hmm. Interesting. I wasn't that much, but I was fluent in French in kindergarten and grade one for those same reasons. Uh, but then I was way too. I was way too smart for just one language, according to my parents, uh, not actuality. And so I got put in French immersion school for kindergarten and grade one. Then. I was way too smart for just two languages and I was too good for school. And so I was pulled out of the French school and into homeschooling. Uh, My education was weird and mixed up and I'm lucky. I'm barely coherent. (laughs) I I certainly know like for nonverbal kids, it can certainly be difficult. Um, One of my dad's friends who grew up like down the street from him uh, moved to Japan uh, had you know got married, had kids, and at least with their with their kids, they were trying to teach them simultaneously Japanese and English. Um, so dad would only speak English to them, mom would only speak Japanese to them. That's honestly and great for the kids. <laughs> it is. I think for a short period of time, they did end up switching to Japanese only, just because that does tend to delay them starting to talk a little bit um but you know they do pick up on you know once they are speaking they tend to pick up on it pretty well um as far as i know both of 
their kids are at least bilingual. So that's pretty cool. I the only nice. remnant to me is like because I was fluent in French at one point, at least Quebec French, not Paris French or Francais. but I can actually I can read French pretty well I won't have any clue what I'm saying but I actually have and I've tested this people that speak it understand me pretty well I actually have pretty good pronunciation I just I, I know how to read it I just don't know what I'm saying you could hand me a piece of paper and I could be saying horrible things as I read it but I'll be saying them accurately. <laughs> right. Repeat after me. La crinerie mange le pomplemousse. Uh, eating, eating, I didn't catch the first one, but eating pineapple. La crinerie no. mange le pomplemousse. Pomplemousse is Oh, no, grapefruit. it's grapefruit, yeah. No, yeah. pineapple is nana. Pineapple is nana. nana. Yeah, it's like a banana. Yeah, this was all. À la fenêtre, avec un petit peu de caoutchouc. Et, uh, oui, mais livre d'exercice, ce n'est pas la bibliothèque aujourd'hui. I, I got some yeah. of that. I, I, I didn't follow enough to get what you were saying, but I recognized a few words. It's a fog. It was all French. It was just nonsense. It's uh, from an old uh, radio sketch, because I listened to a lot of Canadian radio in the 90s, you know, being Canadian. Mm -hmm. And uh, one sketch they had was looking for a job in Quebec where a guy was very clearly not actually able to speak French, but he was trying to pass off like he did, so he was speaking with a really bad French accent. And so the interviewer was just like, you know what, I'm just going to speak in French, because that's clearly more comfortable for you. So he asked in French, uh, what jobs do you think makes you what what skills do you have do you think makes you uniquely qualified for this job? And the guy just pauses for a second and goes, wait, <laughs> which means yes, yes. And, it's like, and then the guy's like, no, 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 ce n'est pas mon question, and he and he asks again, and the guy just goes, il a des oiseaux à la fenêtre avec un petit peu de window a little bit. Uh... I don't know that last word. No, no. There are birds at the window with a little bit of rubber. Yes, my exercise books aren't at the library today. And then he just pauses for a moment and this says, Pomplemousse. Grapefruit. Grapefruit. Pauses again. <laughs> Duh, Pomplemousse. <laughs> my, uh, um, I have to admit, I wonder if I, had, if I were to go back now, if I still would have chosen Spanish. Or if I would have gone for one of the other languages, either French or German were the, the other having, ones that they offered. Having studied only just like the barest little bit to understand some of their like vowels and sentence structure, uh, but highly recommend Mandarin Chinese. Mm -hmm. I think that I've is been working one of, on, that's one I've been of working the on Japanese. Best, by best, I mean just well-structured, well-reasoned languages that make sense because English isn't one of those. <laughs> English yeah. is, in fact, three smaller languages all dressed up in a trench coat. Yeah. Pretty much. All stacked on top of each other trying to buy an R-rated movie ticket. Exactly. <laughs> um, Pretty much. Spanish, I know... Years. The Hello, one Vincent thing... Adult man. Right. The one thing that I will say about uh, the Spanish they teach in American schools is it's kind of BS because it pulls from a lot of different places. So what you're learning is a little bit of like Spain Spanish, 
and Mexican Spanish. I don't think you get a ton into Latin American Spanish. Um, I know, like, when my brother... I think I've told this story before of how my brother uh, ended up in Paraguay for his uh, exchange program. I guess I'll recap it really quick. He was saving up uh, and graduated a year early to go to Belgium. And uh, when he applied for it, they said... right? (laughs) Right. He had saved, like, five years of French or something like that. Um, He... uh, he applied to do an exchange year in Belgium and the exchange program called him and said, Hey, Belgium has accepted all of the students that they're going to for the year. So you can't go to Belgium. We can try to find a Scandinavian country for you. And Phil was like, eh, all right, you know, whatever. Just let me know what you have available. And they call him like two weeks back, like two weeks later. He's thinking at this point, maybe they just aren't going to call him. They call him, he's like, they're like, how is Paraguay? And he's like, like, uh, South American Paraguay? And they're like, yeah. And he's like, like, speak Spanish Paraguay? And they're like, yes. I mean, and so he's like, French he's like, I need Spanish a, isn't a, bad. He's like, I need a week to think about it. So he thought about it. He's like, you know what? I've already graduated early. I've already saved up all the money to do this. You know, fuck it. I'm going to Paraguay. What a, so what he I went know, to Paraguay for a year. What I know about like, your brother is it's he will jump on every new experience. If it's a learning yeah, opportunity, for the most part, he's absolutely. Um, and I, so, I appreciate and respect the hell out of that. So he tried to crash course as much Spanish as he could throughout mm-hmm. the summer. Um, although I will say for the first couple of weeks, whenever I talked to him on the phone and was like, Hey, Phil, how's it going? What's your favorite class? The favorite class answer always got two answers, lunch and recess, Mm -hmm. because he's like, I know what the hell is going on. (laughs) So um, he's like, if the kids start running one way, I know to run that way. Like (laughs) when you go to the cafeteria, you just eat food. That's all you do. Um, But I guess he did. uh, he, He got made fun of just a little bit. Because, like, for example, he if he was trying to say sorry, he'd say lo siento, which is, uh, you know, I'm sorry. But but they're like, no, 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 pardon, which is, like, Latin American Spanish, how they would say sorry. Um, so, you know, they're like, which, no, no, that's, that's, you know, that's Mexican. My, like, <laughs> At least my French, I would say pardonnez-moi uh, right. as French. Uh, but, yeah. That... That sounds difficult. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I, it was still a great experience. He, you know, he got to do a lot of really cool things. Um, I think overall it was it was still a good experience for him. But it was a little yeah. bit of shock, like, studying four years of French and then being like, hey, go somewhere where they speak Spanish. <laughs> I, I think nice that's... Like, those yeah. languages are a little bit closer to each other yeah. than, like... Like a Scandinavian Right. If he had to, like, learn Icelandic or something, can you imagine that? Like, well, like even, that, even at least those... he went with something that's like a romance language. Yeah. Like... <laughs> Icelandic is very different from any of those, but even if you went with Correct. something like German is adjacent, but still a lot different, and Asian languages, like, I've looked into Chinese, and I know, like, 
teens is a little bit of Japanese, but that's only <laughs> from, you know, my uh, my part-time status as a weeaboo. <laughs> but really, not really. I don't even get to claim that, and that's not even a point of pride. I still don't get to claim my it. My stuff is, yeah. Like, I'm, I've basically just been doing a little bit of Duolingo, and I haven't even done it for a little bit, so... Like so I've, I've your life now, it is. It's gonna break into my house now that and and murder my whole family. What's, what's your <laughs> because language? Because I haven't been on, on Duolingo. Duolingo. I'm doing French right now. I need to learn. I, it a I'm bit doing. More. I'm doing Japanese. Okay. I've gotten hiragana done. Got to learn the katakana. And uh, God help me when I get to kanji. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what's going to happen is the owl is going to break in, and then it's just going to lean in and say, Fukuro, motherfucker. And fly <laughs> <That's> away. <right. laughs> um, except, that means owl, for those who didn't not, get that. Yeah. Except not um, foo. It's more like hu. Yeah. It's like oh, yeah, hu. It's like F-H-W. That was what I learned <laughs> in in my brief studies for Chinese, it's like the famous one is like Ma is your mother and Ma is a horse. And yeah, it's like when ma? sorry, when <laughs> is to smell someone and when is to kiss someone. And uh, I did do those differently. Is... If you didn't hear it, there is a difference yeah. in those. It's my, like the four uh, tones are so important. I also talked to someone who had been overseas in China for a little bit, and I think it was beautiful and ugly were very close, if I remember correctly, which uh, seems very dangerous. <laughs> like, I mean, you don't want to call someone the wrong one. Horse and mother, very dangerous. Right, right. And also smell and kiss. You probably don't want to mix those up. Yeah. There's a word for best friend in Japanese that sounds like nipple in Japanese. Uh, nippon? No, that's something else. I used oh, to oh. hang out with a bunch of the foreign exchange kids that would go to our high school from other countries. And I remember, for some reason, the one that always cracks me up is... Uh, we were hanging out, and someone asked the uh, the girl who is from France, they, they said, how do you say peanut in French? And she's like, oh, it's that the same she... thing, penis. And we're like, no, not penis. We said peanut. <laughs> is that, does anyone that no one knows any better, did I get that right? That just popped into my brain. Is it Darashid? That sounds I, about right. I think that's peanut, and my brain just supplied that, and I didn't even know I knew that word. <laughs> I just answered well, that without knowing. <laughs> if, well, Chris, you're braver than me because I I thought the same thing, but I didn't say anything. Yeah, I I gotta look. Pretty much all right the now, French I know, but... I've learned from my dad, who took him um, high school. We were walking by an apple tree earlier, and uh, some apples were on the ground, so I said, "Oh, look, pomme de terre." <laughs> Very nice. That's a potato. Yep. Palm de terre. Yeah. Apple, Earth apple apples. You're yep. hilarious. Um, um, no, so I don't I really have wanna... a good segue for this, but we are kind of running out of time. So I did want to say something real quick about that, this. That was actually uh, yeah. my last thing. Is like, Peter, I've appreciated all your contributions, but you have been mostly silent because yeah. each of us have 
really like overtaken. Well, I want to give you some space. Please like run with it. Yeah. It's... First of all, there's two reasons. Uh, one is probably more obvious than the other. One was uh, Matt, especially when he got worked up, it was very hard to interject. I'm like, I'm just gonna let him run. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Matt took over when we were talking about this, that joke. But... I had like four jokes I didn't bother saying. Not all of them were gonna be worth it. I think I had a salt and pepper joke at one point about hair color, and it's like that was not worth it. But um, the, but the other one was my connections actually been going up and down. So there was a couple of points where I flat out could not keep up, and I was just I'm just stay silent. Hope nobody calls on me. Um, but I was going to say, yeah, unfortunately, we did get the bad news a few days ago that uh, Trevor Moore passed away. Uh, for those that aren't familiar, he was a comedian uh, with the sketch group uh, Whitest Kids You Know, mm-hmm. who had a show on uh, IFC back in the mid-2000s, I want to say. Uh, so they were pretty young guys, because he was he was only 41 when he died just the, last week, so I mean, they were pretty young when they got that show. And uh, they, they, they are very meme-worthy with some of their sketches. I mean, you even if you don't know them or you aren't, the name to face isn't immediately clicking. I mean, he, he was instrumental in sketches like uh, the Lincoln sketch, which led to the memeable, now you fucked up, now yeah. you fucked up, you have fucked up now. And then he beats Lincoln to death with a hammer. In the butt, I think. I think believe that's how that sketch ends. I, I it's still do, worth watching. I do know the name What Is Kids You Know. I don't know what bit I associate with them. I'm just yeah, looking it there's up. There's that right one. Now. There's the boss who's who's like a master of business and so his his rivals have put a sniper on the roof against him and he's like still handed it very casually like a businessman would, even though it's like a sniper attack. <laughs> uh let me think, there's the grapist. Where it's like, it's like it's our it's our lovely new mascot, the Grapist. It's like, does nobody else see a problem with this? Just silence. <laughs> uh, and I'm, they've had a bunch of other pretty good sketches, but like those are the, those are a couple of good ones off the top of my head. And yeah, it's just a shame that uh, somebody so young, because I mean, forty one, not that old. Way too young. Yep. That's kids in the hall. That's uh, different. I there, know. Uh, I know. I love kids in the hall. I mean, I mean, like, what is kids you know? I mean, their their style was definitely very similar to kids in the hall, and yeah. um, to an extent, Monty Python. No, no shock. They kind of cited that, and uh, oh yeah, they have the Opus sketch. So okay, this is an aside, but I was talking to Jesse about this because they did uh, a sort of commentary on their sketches recent, very recently, like six months ago or so, on their on their official YouTube channel, and one of the ones they talked about is. This ridiculous sketch called Opus, which is a four-part sketch that goes about 11 minutes, <clears throat> which starts with a man going to the top of Mount Everest, getting convinced to reveal his dick so he would have the highest dick in the land, and then that leads to him getting blackmailed to have to steal a, the world's most valuable diamond, and it gets more absurd from there. <clears throat> like, it's one of those weird stream-of-consciousness sketches so like, this leads to this, the, leads to this, leads to this. But yeah, but, but during the commentary, they talk about, uh, in particular, their comedic influences and how they knew, like, they knew stuff that they people their age probably shouldn't have known. And two people they brought up were Jonathan Winters and uh, Tim Conway. In particular, Tim Conway's character of Dorf, which, for those who aren't familiar, became the topic of conversation during our Legend of Zelda Let's Plays. <laughs> so when I said that to Jesse, he's like, let me get the exact quote here. It's still in my Discord. Uh, what did Jesse say exactly? God damn dwarf. 
I yeah. Peter, Peter so have I you mean, seen any obviously so Citizens Brigade? Oh, yeah. I like Bucket of Truth, man. Uh, poop yeah. on a stick. <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly. But also, one of my favorite Upright Citizens Brigade is uh, Titular Line. I don't know if that's the name yeah. of it, but the guy that just keeps claiming he had the titular line in Star Wars. Uh, but sorry, uh, why just kids you know, I looked up a list of their videos. The only one I know, I'm sure there's another one, um, but they did a video on Slow Jerk, and yeah, I I like that one a lot. It's basically the, uh, like, for the three of you in video and none of you listening, the, like, uh, like that it's like somebody starts doing that but slowly and so while they're conversing with someone they just reach up and just start slowly it's yeah. like this is how it works <laughs> right and it's just like no ew that's gross like stop no. <laughs> at the 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 jerk off motion it doesn't work slowly and it's somebody just yeah. trying to do it slowly, and no, don't ever do that. Well, they, uh, yeah, they've got some pretty good subversive, and they were like, I mean, there was one thing that I thought was really interesting is apparently they had at one point plans to have um, Walt Jr. on Breaking Bad watching an episode of their show because apparently Vince Gilligan was a big fan. Hmm. Like yeah. he would quote. Uh, there's a specific thing where it's like. It's. What is, I think it's in the Lincoln sketch where at one point Lincoln's yelling at the stage at the Ford theaters like actors stop acting. So apparently Vince Gilligan would start like yelling that hmm. when he was like trying to stop a scene. That would be funny if yeah. uh, Walt Jr. was just in the background watching that. Yep. Be a nice little nod to people that knew about it. Well, well, just Walt Jr. sitting there and you're just hearing Lincoln do his his long. Now you fucked up. You have fucked up now. Now you fucked up. Just, like, in the context of a scene when Walt realizes, once again, he's screwed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, that would have been good. Uh, maybe maybe a little too meta. But, yeah, no, it's, that was the thing. And I also, since I brought up our Let's Plays, should probably reveal uh, what game Jesse and I are going to be playing starting on Friday. Uh, we have been playing the top game from 2015, uh, Contradiction, a.k.a. Contradiction, Spot the Liar. <laughs> And there's been a running gag on the Discord, which Matt has no idea what the heck I'm talking about. Only Jesse I'm does. so confused. Yeah. I, I want to say part two or part three, I point out that a character in the game named James kind of looks like Matt. <laughs> now, Matt definitely, now, Matt is definitely better looking than this character. I think that's fair to say. But uh, that's but either like, very generous he's... to Matt or very mean to this video game character. Yeah, he's he's not he's not a terrible looking dude, but like he's got a similar face shape to Matt. Okay. And he's got some facial hair that like Matt's is more sculpted, but it's like you I know say... Yeah. Like it, it's like if it's like if you were scruffier and maybe like more me. of a weed guy, like, yeah, like I could see you turning into that, him. That but... is uh, <laughs> that's yeah. garbage. Yeah. So, yeah, like, we started joking. Oh, look, he's like, we're going to talk about Matt's long-lost brother, James. <laughs> y you'll see what I mean. That's kind of what, yeah, yeah, but, but it's, it's for those more familiar. because, without getting too specific, Matt has a brother-in-law named James, uh, not mentioning the last name to keep them 
anonymous. Uh, but this is even, not even if a you James did, Spore. There's probably like 12 of them in the phone book. Yeah, it's a common, He's got a last, common name. last name. But still, this yeah. is not a James Spore, but Matt has a brother-in-law named James. And so both Matt and I were very confused when you started talking about James. James Spore. Uh, well, I wasn't aware of your cousin, but uh, yeah. yeah, I yeah, will have to watch those videos. Also, not last name Spore. Yeah, we've, oh. we've recorded three episodes so far. We're hoping to do another one soon, but I believe the first episode's dropping Friday, so you should see the character in question. Don't look it up ahead of time to spoil yourself, Matt, please. I, I, want to, I, want, I, I, want, I want you to watch episode two and just look at the character and be like, huh, I don't see it, or huh, I do see it. Because Jesse did agree with me. Peter. I think this is a game I have heard of. Mm-hmm. It's a contradiction. Is that like the one where it's like you're... It's the FMV. Doing... Sorry, what? It's the FMV game where you're constantly talking to people. Right, but is it like is it specifically where you have to like interrogate people and like they did like mocap or, or mocap or whatever to like get people's actual facial expressions as they're lying or telling the truth and you have to try and pick up on it? Well, it's not mocap. It's just live video. Oh. Yeah, like oh, they, never mind. They... It's just full full video sequences, and then you have to take the statements from the two from the vi- from the line of questioning and be like, "Hang on, these two contradict each other." Thus, the contradiction. Objection. Ah. Phoenix Wright. No. I think we Sorry. make that joke in the first episode somewhere. All it's, right. It's it's, it's <laughs> I don't know. It's I just I, it's a low hanging fruit. Well, I particularly love the fact that it's like I've played the game, I've beaten the game, I actually know solution like it generally where it all goes still because I played this a few years ago. But Jesse, right. of course, went in blind. He didn't even Google anything, so he's just constantly getting surprised by everything. It's uh, <laughs> it's one of those times I kind of wish we had fake cams, but, you know. Fair enough. Well, and also, I should probably shout out, as of this recording, uh, the finale of Fable has dropped. That was Fable 2 or Fable 1? Uh, Fable 2 is the most recent yeah. one that Jesse and Jamie have recorded. Uh yeah. I really need to I watch was, those. Yes, you yeah. do. Uh, I can I tell I have not caught up. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Jesse is more than a little bit crazy. We all know this. We know Jesse. Of course. My wife, Jamie, more than a little bit crazy. The two of them together is just like, when I watch these Fable videos, I'm just like, what is even happening like the two of them together (laughs) are legitimately like it's madness they're both insane it is an amazing combination when you take everyone else out of the room and you just have jesse and jamie it's dangerous i gotta tell you it's dangerous but it makes for some good content because it's like when you like, uh, some of the episodes I'm in, because I get home from work while they've been recording all day, and so I join in a little bit. One of them I joined in, the current discussion on hand is apparently Jamie said at one point she doesn't like bugs and asked for clarifications. Like, well, I mean, anything with more than two legs is a bug. Which is wrong, but they were talking about, like, everything in the game that had more than two legs. you're wrong. Uh, okay, dogs are bugs? Oh. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's what came up, is, uh... You're understanding the problem now, Matt. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Anything not... Anything with 
more than two legs is not a bug. But they were like, dogs were coming along. It's like, Jesse was like, ah, a bug. It's like, there's whole conversations and like entire like three or four episode length arcs uh, because we're, they're recorded in a single session. They're just talking about every single thing that's like, oh, is that a bug? Is that a bug? <laughs> and it's like, oh, horses, big bugs. <laughs> it's like, this is the sort of nonsense that comes when Jamie and Jesse are together. It's it's madness, but it's hilarious madness. Yeah, we definitely need to watch that. It's uh, funny because we're actually, my, like, my wife and I, we've been watching, we just caught up with uh, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Which oh, yeah. is also a little bit of why I was able to decide. Oh, I loved my that. Room. It's a good show. If you've got really Amazon is. Prime, definitely watch it. It's one of those ones where it's like, it's a period piece, but it's like, oh, wait a second. This is actually like, it's just like, it's very progressive for like the time frame that it is. And it's just, it's good comedy as well. Like she's like, they legitimately wrote some good, funny content for it. Yeah. So. I was but gonna yeah, say, uh, does anyone else to, uh, have anything else? Uh, speaking of shoutouts, I wanted to once again mention our voicemail line: one eight three three two 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 ten ninety one. Not Caplazzo. Uh but leave a message. It will 1-800-999. be on the podcast. One eight hundred nine nine nine. No. Eight eight one nine nine. All right. On that note, uh, unless anyone else has anything else important. I have uh, one quick shout out. I started an Etsy shop, and uh, so people should check it out. It's uh, called Business Catchual, like casual, but with a a T. So Business Catchual. I will check it out. And I encourage everyone else to do the same. Uh, other than yeah. that, anything you else? Mini sugar daddy. Wait, what? 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 Oh. Uh, Air Canada lost my luggage, so we um, we submitted a real big bill to Air Canada. Ooh. It's funny because they and I should okay I should specify we when we left Kelowna we only made one stop over in uh, Toronto and then mm-hmm. from Toronto on to Fredericton. Um, but like when we got there, like our luggage wasn't like the, the one luggage piece that we checked wasn't there. So they're like, Mm -hmm. okay, well we screwed up. So it should be, it says it should be arriving tomorrow. So just like, you know, go and buy whatever you need or whatever. And, uh, we'll reimburse you. So we're just like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. And, um, we went on a shopping spree at Costco. It was great. Cause you know how it's like, well, you gotta get things that are reasonable, like that someone would need. Right. So like toothbrush, toothpaste deodorant all that, like underwear that kind of stuff or whatever and so you go to costco because then you can get it in bulk mm-hmm. um and it was great um that's yeah, fantastic high five for on, exploiting uh... the system and ruining well, that, it for everyone else no that's the thing um i like i was like okay well we've got to be reasonable about it right and then mel was looking into it and it's like well reasonably like according to like passenger bill of rights like they actually can't refuse so, so long as it's not something like an Xbox. Oh, we had, yeah, we had an Xbox in that suitcase. Oh, shucks. It's <laughs> like, we're going to, yeah, we, we put reasonable stuff on there. I think the craziest thing we got is we got Mel a curling iron. So 
That's not like, if if curling iron is the craziest. That's not crazy. Yeah, but, but I bet you curling iron in the bag. I so, don't um, implicate yourself. Uh, I think the craziest thing is pretty sure Canada doesn't listen to our podcast. Amounts Chris. of things, <laughs> not the specific items. Anyway, um, yeah. So that so that'll do. The, the, uh, the good thing, the good thing with the story is we did get our bag back and. So oh, didn't so you lose didn't it. lose anything and you just exploited Air Canada for a ton of money. <laughs> they make enough money as it is, Chris. Do you remember? Justify it all you want. <laughs> were you or were you not <laughs> fraudulent? They poisoned me. No, Chris, they poisoned me. They deserve to suffer. Exactly. They must crush Hulkamania. They, they will be out <laughs> less than $1,000 because they poisoned you. Uh doesn't um, matter. Also, Matt, Chris, here, Matt here's, here's, were you or were you not fraudulent? No. You're wrong. They, Chris, don't try to they... commit crimes on the podcast. Emily, take us out of here before somebody goes to jail. Outro. Three, two, one. Lipstick, trash bag, shatterproof glass. Jail pipe, tread like grease and chrome. Front bumper, universal bearing, aerial brake shoe, shock absorber. What's the what's the aerial? Also, I'm not tired at all.